That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes. <laughs> Just the way I said that, it's like, he put on some clothes because he was naked. <laughs> He put on some, because, like, it'd be appropriate to be like, he put on some clothes because he was naked. But I was like, he, he put on some clothes. He's naked, you know? Oh, yeah, okay. Simon, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we get from, I decided to volunteer to read 19 verses. Because <laughs> I can't, I'm Maya, I'm 19, and I never learned to read. Uh, Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Director of Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister. And Jackie Pippin is not with us today, but she's usually here with us also. She is our digital resource curator and finds all those Faith to Go resources that you use with your family throughout the week that you can find on the uh, faith to go website myfaith2go.org she'll be back with us next week but in her place we will have a special celebrity guest appearance so stay tuned so get excited for later in the episode mm-hmm. but we find ourselves here the week of may 5th the third sunday in easter easter three year c um so we hope you're having a good third week of your Easter season. Again, 50 days long. It's not just one day. Right. And uh, like every week, uh, you can find all of the Faith to Go resources if you plan on using them with uh, your families at www.myfaithtogo.org. Uh, and those are all based on the gospel for this past Sunday. If you, uh, if you have any questions or comments or you want to send us any of your stories from your week of faith discussion or reflection, we'd love to hear from you. You can mm-hmm. send those to faith2go at stpaulcathedral.org. You can direct message us through Instagram at faith2go, or you can contact us through the website. Uh, so like every, like every week, we're going to take some time to read through the gospel and then each highlight a point, and we'll have three points, one from a special celebrity guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then wrap it up at the end. So this week's gospel for the third week of Easter is from the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 1 to 19. So Maya is going to read that long, long gospel lesson, and then we'll go from there. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, You have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, 
for they were not far off from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And though they were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to them, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wish. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. Okay, so here we have a second story about Jesus. Actually, this is the third story of Jesus appearing to disciples. The first one was Mary Magdalene, which we heard on Easter Day. The second one was last week's, which we heard about uh, Thomas and the disciples in the lock, lock, having locked themselves in a the room. And then this one. So those three stories come one right after the other. So this is the last part of – those were from John 20. This week's is the first part of John 21. And then there is one more story that, that kind of finishes out that story of Jesus by the Sea of Tiberias. And then that's the end of John's gospel. So um, – that's kind of where we are in the gospel, right at the end. Jesus, John, the, the author of John is taking some time to, to show what it's going to be like, uh, show how Jesus is kind of doing this transition out of relationship and community with the disciples to uh, being gone. And he's kind of, he's charging Peter with um, taking care of, of the people who are his followers and then and kind of setting up, you know, inviting people to continue to follow him even though he's going to be gone. So that's kind of the big transition is that it makes a lot of sense for a person who is alive to say to you, follow me, and then you follow them. What does it mean to follow Jesus after he's ascended? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so Jesus is trying to kind of communicate to them what this transition is going to look like. It's like, you know, this is what following me is going to look like. It's feeding my sheep. It's like taking care of people. It's continuing to teach what I'm teaching and continuing to be in community with one another, uh, no matter what the resistance and in the face of all kinds of persecution and frustration, you know, this is about going where you don't, you're not going to want to go. So our, our first point is going to be from our special celebrity guest. Very special. Who we need to call Who is also phone. a celebrity <laughs> to us. 
Yeah, you. Uh, we still love very we still few love of Reagan. you out there in the world know who he is, but he is a celebrity. Because so he's a celebrity because we celebrate him. But I was like, celebrate. Hello, Conrad. Conrad. Can you Hello. Hear us? Can you hear? Yes, us? I can hear both of you. <laughs> that is good. Good. Okay, so Conrad, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the oh, Faith Go podcast. Oh, great to be here. Thank you for thank you for <laughs> being available. Yeah. And would you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, where you live, not the specific address, <laughs> <laughs> why you're on the podcast, how you know us, <laughs> any of those. Okay. Things. Well, I'm on the podcast because you're my friends mm-hmm. and you asked me to be here. Yep. My name is Conrad. Mm-hmm. I live in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, I am studying to do a healthcare type job. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a good summation. That's spot on. Who I am. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> we are here talking about this story from the end of John's Gospel of Jesus appearing to the disciples post-resurrection, resurrection Jesus, appearing to the disciples while they're fishing in the Sea of Tiberias. And we asked you on the podcast for a specific reason. Would you tell everyone why? Yeah, I have this verse um, on my body in tattoo form. <laughs> in tattoo form. Where, where is yeah. it? It's on your calf. It's on my calf, yeah. Yeah. And not only is it on, is it ta- it's in Greek. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. original original language. Original O L O L O L O L N G. So what is the what is the verse that you have tattooed? <clears throat> uh, it's John twenty one twelve, which is roughly translated as "Come and have breakfast." That's right. Although if you were to read my leg. As a Greek person, it would just say, come eat, which I'm always thrown <laughs> off about. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> though, to be fair, though, the, the yeah. phrase that's on your leg is two, two Greek words. It's duta oh. aristasita. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it does mean like, it does mean like a meal. It doesn't, it does mean, <laughs> it's like referring to in the <laughs> New Testament I know I context. look like a snack, but... <laughs> I do believe the from the from the lexicons I've seen it in that it refers to like the like a first big meal of the day. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always tell people. Yeah. In context, this means breakfast. Yes, right. But to you Greek person, this is just like a weird advertisement <laughs> yes. cuz I don't have an attribution tattoo next. <laughs> um so, so would you share why why this why this verse? Well, if you you picked one verse and kind of a random verse, not many people would know about this verse, right? But uh, so we want right. to know, you know, we we take time to highlight a point for each of us of something that resonates with from this reading, and it resonated with you so much that you tattooed it on your leg. So, what was it about yeah. that verse, yeah. that you liked so much? Uh, I like the sentiment of um, God's just sincere love for humanity um, in that he's just wants to just be with us uh, in that kind of moment that I think we all 
really treasure more than anything is just like being with people you love around, you know, maybe a campfire, maybe a dinner table. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, um, you know, I think that obviously the crucifixion is a very dramatic and poignant, you know, expression of God's love for humanity. But I always found this one a little bit more uh, resonating uh, for me, at least just because uh, crucifixion seems almost like something that you kind of have to do, you know, right. Otherwise like humanity is damned. Um, <laughs> right. You know, well, this, this is like uh, an optional thing that he did because he sincerely just wants to be with us. And it's also, you know, it just seems really important. It's like the last thing that he does before he ascends to heaven. And, mm-hmm. and there's any number of ways he could have, like left left it at mm-hmm. the end of the Bible, but this seems to be the last thing because it's one of the most important. Um, yeah. So, you know, and it's also just a nice reminder of like uh, God being in all the little moments, mm-hmm. like uh, the very like, you know, anytime you're just happy and maybe just like present in that moment and not necessarily even thinking about God, that mm-hmm. that is kind of a derivative of God. Right. So. I don't know. It's it also it's just like it's such a great. I mean, to me, it's like the best verse because it just like highlights everything that's great about Christianity and like the source of it just being this like kind of relational yeah. kind mm-hmm. of thing, a very like and sincere like, and like so grassroots. Like it's so the way we experience Christianity today is very much through the lens of the institution. But there's there's nothing institutional about this. This right. is just right. a camp, this is just a fire on the side of a lake. Yeah. All right. Well, Conrad, thank you for coming and sharing that story and sharing about your tattoo and oh. for that point for our podcast. Well, you are very welcome. Likewise. Thanks, Conrad. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. So thanks again to Conrad for sharing. Uh, so that was our first point. And my point is from – I'll go next. My point is later in the gospel – uh, it's almost at the end, but it's that it's that second second story, which is just the interaction between Jesus and Peter. So I this should this should bring up for us some like a, a little bit of a callback to the to Holy Week and to uh, Jesus's trial and suffering and crucifixion to the Passion narrative, really. Because it seems like the gospel writer is mirroring the th- the three times that Jesus that Peter denies Jesus at the cross, you know, while he's a, while he's held captive and and going uh, before Pilate, and this three times that Jesus is asking him if he loves him, and I think that's such a I just I love that I love that tie-in uh, on, so that there's this like threefold. There's this threefold back and forth um, dialogue happening on both sides of the cross for Peter. Mm-hmm. So on the on the side of the cross before Jesus's death, Jesus, Peter is denying Jesus and, and afraid, you know. And af- in after the resurrection, Jesus is like recreating this threefold questioning of Peter but in this much more in this way of like reconciling 
that experience that Peter has had before the cross. So that right. like through the lens of the resurrection, everything, even Peter's what we would what you would think would be like, you know, the worst thing you could do, which is to gen- deny Jesus while Jesus is like sitting right there suffering. Mm-hmm. Even this thing is like through the lens of the resurrection, this thing is like beloved and holy and reconciling. <clears throat> Jesus is bringing this back for Peter at at the as he at the same time like gives him his vocation and direction for this next phase of his life. Right. Feed my lamb. So instead of saying, you denied me, you're out, next <laughs> disciple up, Jesus says, you denied me. Do you love me? I love you. Feed my sheep. Tend to my lambs. Like, do, like, carry on my ministry and love in the world. Right. Because I've, I loved you when you were denying me. And it's almost like, it's so specific to Peter that it's almost like, because of all of Peter's struggles throughout the Gospels and kind of culminating in that deep sadness and suffering that he feels when he hears that rooster crow the mm-hmm. third time after, or when he hears the rooster crow after denying Jesus the third time. It's almost like because of that suffering, Jesus is is giving him this direction and vocation. Like, he can do this not because he was perfect the whole way through, but because he messed up and has been and, – and has, and has found reconciliation through that suffering. That, like, he and Jesus have found deeper relationship with one another because of the way that, that he has suffered and caused suffering, you know? And so then that kind of goes into my point because it's right after it. It's um, – I wanted to highlight verses – verse 18 – where it's um, after Jesus says to him the third time, feed my sheep, it says, Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. And then after that, it says, he said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. So this really struck me for the first thing that kind of, what caught my attention, I suppose, is that belt is used twice, like fastening a belt. And the first one, it's when you were younger, and it seems like a pretty positive thing. We looked up what this belt is. It's when they would have these robes, because pants weren't invented yet, mind you. I had to remind myself that. Um, when you had these robes that they wore, you know, you tied a belt around your waist, and that way that would kind of eliminate drag, and you could just not trip on things and go where you needed to go. There's this notion of freedom that Jesus is kind of challenging that we traditionally think of freedom as, and David said this is like the ego's version of freedom, doing whatever you want to do and you're able to do it. And, you know, when you, and when he was younger, you know, that's what freedom was is you tied up your robes so that you wouldn't trip and you could just go on your merry way and be young and pave your own path and do what you wanted and be free. But he's saying true freedom is this, what we would generally perceive as not freedom of being bound to a cross or being bound by someone else by extending your hands and being bound. And it's sort of like in following Christ too, because he fall, he ends all of this with follow me. So it's really interesting. There's like this 
you know, Jesus does his signature move, what I call the power flip three, 180, where he just flips everything upside down, that following him, which is a choice, you know, but in following him, you're going to go to a place that you don't want to go. So we think we really want to be free and that freedom is doing whatever we want. But true freedom, you know, there's true freedom in serving people. And it's he can't go wherever he wants to go and do whatever he wants to do because he has a job now and an obligation to serve people and to follow Christ and to preach this gospel and this message. And so it's it's you are bound to this commitment that I'm putting onto you. But it's not really, it is in this binding commitment that you're actually free because you are released from doing what you want to do but you don't want to do anything because you're free from desire Mm. it's this whole thing yeah it's like yeah i love that and i think i the way i think about it is like the difference the the paradigm shift that jesus is trying to make in this conversation with peter is like like you're saying shifting from this idea that that freedom is about having options and like thinking about it in like multiple dimensions. Like the the freedom we think we want, that we tell ourselves we want, that 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 we create as the kind of the illusion of freedom is to have like the breadth of possibilities, like the breadth of mm-hmm. options, the breadth of tasks tasks I could do, mm-hmm. the breadth of experiences I could have, things I could have, right? All the like this this like field of possibilities mm-hmm. and Jesus is saying, actually those things are, those things are important for like a, the first part of life. You know, you have to know what the possibilities are and that they exist and that they exist. That's, there's nothing bad about that. But what his invitation is, is to a freedom that's found in like a, in a depth mm-hmm. that is not breadth, but going deeply down into one thing. Yeah. So that's three points. Already? I know. It happens so Time fast. Flies. Yeah. Um, so point number one was from our special celebrity guest, Conrad. Thank you, Conrad. And his tattoo, his inspiring tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and talking about the verse, come have breakfast with me, that Jesus says in John 12, 21, 12. And Conrad's point was how that has been important to him because it shows a God that just – at the deepest level wants to be in relationship with us no matter what else number two was mine and mine was about that threefold dialogue with that jesus has with peter and about that deep reconciling power that the resurrected christ is showing in this story and then number three was maya's about the difference between that freedom of breadth and options and the freedom of commitment to depth to one thing that Jesus is inviting Peter into and also all of us. So, um, the gospel is really long, so we're not going to read it again. Thank you. You are ever so merciful. But if you would like to read it through one more time after having heard that conversation, see if anything else jumps out to you that's, that uh, you didn't hear the first time you heard it. Um, if you would like to send us any questions or comments, or stories of your week of faith discussion, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you'd like to send us your stories about your own uh, biblically or theologically inspired tattoos, we would love to hear about those also. Yeah. Um, make sure to go uh, check out the Faith to Go resources at www.myfaithtogo.org. 
check out our Instagram and follow us on Instagram at faith to go and make sure to go rate and review this podcast to go help other people find out about it. Thanks again to Conrad. Yes. And we'll be back with Jackie next week. Yes. Until then, we say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.